What number is this? I think eight. Eight? Okay. Maybe nine. We'll be with eight or nine. Eight. We should know that. You know, I'll watch, listen to podcasts. People are like, I'm done. This is 178. And I'm like, oh, man, I can't even keep track hey, of eight or nine. Hey, right? Hey, you got to start somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to start somewhere. Yeah, um, today we're talking to Tyler. Good. Yep. He's been a member at Top Tier. A year. Isn't that a year? A year this month. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, last summer. Yeah, it was right before, right before we had landed. Because I came in a little bit and it was like right before he was born. And then when the, the maternity. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, yeah, really yeah, it started after sense. he was born. Yeah. Like two weeks after he was born. Yeah. But yeah, a year. Here's my facts, man. So Tyler, why don't you give us like quick and dirty background, where you're from, where you live, what you do, family. Okay. Um, so I am from, uh, originally grew up and born in uh, Hendersonville, North Carolina, uh, to kind of close to Asheville. Um, grew up really just big in sports, baseball and football were like my two big, big sports. Um, Graduated, uh, did college for a little while, just went too into it, did that for a couple of years, uh, and then decided to join the Marine Corps. Um, became a, a Marine Corps veteran, and then I've been doing that now for uh, just, just over 13 years now. That's been my career. Um, married, I have two, two boys, uh, both are five, well, one's about to be five, and go to kindergarten, the other one is, turns one tomorrow. So. And then I've been married to my wife now for almost nine years. Okay. Yep. How'd you all meet? Um, we met when I was stationed at Camp Lejeune in North Carolina. Um, and I was living in the state down. Uh, I'd go down to Wilmington a ton. Uh, I just got back from my first my first deployment to Afghanistan, and uh, we all went down there for a weekend. And uh, I met we had me and uh, my wife had mutual friends that uh, I knew from high school. Uh, and met up with this uh, uh, girl I grew up with just to hang out, just, you know, try to get up with people I haven't seen in a long time. And, uh, and we were at a bar, uh, so we yeah, met her at a bar, and she literally, I guess she had talked to uh, the girl I knew from high school and said, hey, who's that? Like, asked about me. And um, I guess, fortunately, uh, my friend Jessica, uh, which is funny, but not the same name, my friend, my friend Jessica from high school uh, told my wife, Jessie, who's also Jessica, told her, uh, yeah, he's, he's awesome, awesome family. He's, he's safe, trust me, he's, he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. And then she randomly walked right up to me uh, and was like, hi, what's your name? <laughs> it just like hit it off from there. So probably a little bit of liquid courage on her part, uh, but now, you know, from there, um, I mean, we dated for three years um, and then got married. So and there, the rest is history, so. <laughs> and you were in North Carolina then and you've been in there yeah, so yeah, she was she was actually in school, UNC Wilmington, and that's where I met her. Uh, and then we we dated for a while. Um, got married shortly after she graduated from college, so she was I think sophomore at the time whenever we met. Uh, I want to say she was a sophomore. And then yeah, uh, I was getting ready to move from uh, Lejeune. We got married shortly after I moved to California. Uh, I moved there in like July of 2012, and then she. We got married in December of 2012. So about six months after I got there, then we got married, um, and then she moved out to California with me in I think, January or February. 
I was at Camp Pendleton, which is which is just north of San Diego. So it's about 45 minutes north of San Diego. Um, and I was there from uh, was it July 2012 until uh, January 2015. And then 2015, January, I got uh, I got put on uh, Marine Corps like the recruiting duty. So I became a Marine Corps recruiter, and I got my first station in Gastonia, which is just outside Charlotte. Mm -hmm. So we moved to we moved to Charlotte. Um, January 2015. And then I was there for working there till what was it, May 2019. Uh, that's when I started here at Winston Salem uh, and in charge of this whole uh, area. And then now I'm moving back down to work in Charlotte um, starting next month. Yes, yeah, so this is your last day with us? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tomorrow will be my last like, class, at least for a while. Um, yeah, because yeah, fortunately with the job that I'm taking, uh, I travel around to like 11 different stations of, you know, between uh, Anderson, South Carolina, and then uh, Winston-Salem is probably my furthest uh, east, eastern station, uh, like northeastern station. So we're almost in like a square. It's like Asheville's like our top end area, uh, Anderson's the bottom, and then uh, bottom of eastern I think would be probably Monroe, mm -hmm. and then um, and then we've got uh, Winston. So. Uh, I'll, I'll periodically get, get to come up here and still visit and still see everybody. Yeah. So that which is which is fortunate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, when you find when you find like functional fitness or CrossFit in the Marine Corps, like because I mean, you know, being out in San Diego, mm -hmm. like birthplace of CrossFit, like Mary Glass was a little baby. That's where I found it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, did you find it in a gym or was it like CrossFit.com? No. Um, I guess I guess originally uh, the Marine Corps does like it's called HIT, mm -hmm. um, so you know the highest intensity. Yeah, animal training. Yeah, animal training. So uh, we do a lot of that. Uh, I became a, a, a HIT instructor like prior to uh, like really getting into CrossFit, um, more like the fundamentals and stuff like that. Got enough where I could go and coach a bunch of Marines on on doing HIT workouts. Because for us, uh, and like what we do on a daily basis is infantry, and it's, it's you know moving a lot of odd objects and being able to. To be like full body functional versus just being like, you know, the meathead in the gym that can bench, you know, six, seven hundred pounds or whatever. Uh, we got to be able to kind of like, you know, uh, carry, you know, sixty to up to a hundred pounds on our back for miles on end, you know, without breaking. So, um, kind of taught me the concept of that, and then I started finding out through, uh, CrossFit through some friends. All right, so CrossFit, the yep. instructor for the Marine Corps, yep. hiring, hiring CrossFit through you know, high intensity function, functional fitness. Yes. So you that if you went to a yeah, so, functional. Yep, so I, uh, yeah, so I, um, I found from a few of my buddies that were in uh, First Recon and out in Middle Camp Middleton, uh, a lot of the special operations guys that were, were doing a lot of it. Uh, and I can't remember if we just, I just looked up a gym in. You know, the vicinity of where uh, me and my wife live, um, but I was into wanting to you know go to it. My wife liked to run; like she was just more of a runner uh, naturally, and she, she you know she played college softball, so she was a, she was a big athlete as well. So, um, but never like a gym type person. So I started going to Oceanside CrossFit. It was a little intimidating because there are a lot of elite athletes in almost virtually any gym that we were going to in, in Southern California. So, birthplace of it. So. Uh, yeah, it was insane. Uh, I remember like one day or what was it, like Dave Castro just walked in our gym. Uh, we saw him every, we went to competitions and saw him all the time. So it was just a night and day difference, I guess, 
Um, but I didn't know any better because that's where I started it. Mm -hmm. So started at this gym, met a lot of awesome people. Community is what immediately drew, drew me in. Um, and what drew my wife in is because she didn't want to go there, but she would go with me because I was always gone. So she's like, well, I'll go to the gym with you, but I'm just going to run. Because mm -hmm. um, I think she tried it, didn't really like it. Um, I just kept up with it. And then Gabriel, the, the, the head coach at the time, the guy that owned the gym, one day just saw my wife running laps out there. And he finally talked to her and he came back in. He was like, why don't you stop sweating out there and come around here and just sweat with us? He's like, you can do it. I promise you're good. Um, and then from there on, I think that's when we just both got the, got the bug and started uh, really getting into it, you know, getting into a little bit of competition and then carried that with us back out here. So we did it out there for a few years before we, before we moved back to Charlotte. And how did you find us? So I was, well, I'd seen the name pop up. So when I moved to, uh, or moved my job up here to Winston-Salem, I went to, um, I started going to CrossFit Winston-Salem just because I was, you know, I already did, you know, done CrossFit at this point. So I was like, well, I got to find somewhere that's close to work instead of just trying to rely on home and my home gym. So started off at uh, Winston-Salem. That was suggested to me by some of the Marines in the office I worked, worked with because they, they worked uh, used to work out like a lot of our uh, guys that enlisted and stuff. And I think they had a few that enlisted their officer programs and stuff that went to Winston-Salem at the time. And so just, uh, you know, tried it out. Uh, went there, enjoyed it, you know, enjoyed the, the community that was there, a lot of good guys and competitors there, and started competing with a few guys. And then um, just over time, you know, people moving on and going to different places, and um, I just felt like a shift, you know, in the, in the gym itself. And I was like, wow, just, you know, none of the people that I used to work out with were there. It was just a big, almost just like a big, like a culture shift, essentially, you know. Um, so I just felt like that I was maybe being pulled away as well. So mm -hmm. I was like, I, I need to go and look out, look at what other, um, you know, cross the gyms are in the area. So I knew of this one on reputation from like, like some of the uh, guys that competed and uh, lead athletes. I got another buddy down in Charlotte uh, that told me about uh, top tier mm -hmm. from back in like the, you know, the early oh, days. Yeah. My, my first yeah, he used to. Um, Standpoint local or regional competition. He, yeah. yeah. Yeah, my buddy uh, Jonathan uh, down in um, Charlotte. He used to uh, he used to compete like games level. He used to go to he went to the games two or three times with the team. Um, I can't remember that too. I think it was at Valentine, Charlotte area. But anyway, so he went team like three years, mm -hmm. uh, but knew a lot of the, the guys that competed uh, regionals level guys up here. So mm -hmm. he suggested uh, you know top tier. He suggested. Um, I, I looked at Camel City as well just because uh, it was a more well-known gym in the area. Um, but I happened to stop in here first and uh, try out a class and then from here I was like, oh yeah, that's where I want to go. Like I didn't even look anywhere else. I was like, no, this is, this is where I want to go. What was it? What, what was my answer? Uh, I think the um, uh, attention to detail, uh, community, coaching was good, um, and then on top of that, I think it was like I just felt a more competitive vibe, not like a not like a toxic competitiveness. Like you can get a toxic culture in a gym where it's like us versus them kind of type mentality, but it was more like it was very like there were your competitive guys, or your you know like GP if that's what you want to call it. I like that generalizes people. I don't like GP, but you know what I mean. Like it, it just seemed like there were so many different groups, but no one was a clique. Like everyone talked to everybody instead of just like here's the clicky. You know, lead us guys, and then here's your guys that are just learning, and then here's your guys that are 
your whole timers that have been in the gym since inception. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like it just, everyone's on your bike. So I, I like it. I felt welcome immediately. Um, so yeah, I think uh, in terms of like, uh, I don't know. It's hard to explain. It was just a feeling. Like you walked in and you instantly felt accepted. Like you've known people for years. So now I feel like I've been here more than a year, but it's been a That's why I told the noon class today, like I will fail in a lot of ways and over a lot of different times and domains, but I will always try and empathize with every single person. So like whoever walks through that door, like I want them to feel accepted. Yes. You know, like me and you have that conversation mm -hmm. about the member that fell with bullied or whatever it was and you reached out to them yeah. and it's just like you know they most people wouldn't expect us to coming from a military background mm -hmm. to reach out to some of that it's like but that's this the exact opposite because anybody that has our lived experiences mm -hmm. would do the exact same thing in my from, from you know seven my seven years in the military like that's just so it's just interesting like the, the feeling of acceptance from somebody coming you know from a force recon soft element to walk into a gym and being accepted for who you are as a person like that you know for me, that, that means a lot. Mm -hmm. That means a lot. I think, um, well, I think you and things like that come, come, honestly comes a lot from my job. Um, and then on top of that, um, being in like the recruiting side now for a while, you get you know put back into more of like civilian population. I'm not really so much around military members as much anymore. I mean, I'm out on my own for, for the most part. Um, to where I really, I, I essentially just take what stuff I learned, you know, in the Marine Corps. Where I, I don't care what you where you come from, who you who you like, your color, your race, who you choose to love. Like to me, I care less about any of that. It's all about like, are you a good person? Um, and essentially, I hope I want people to look at me that way. They just think like, I, I'm just a good person. I don't care, you know, what you do, who you, who you are, who, what you've done, anything. I'm just, you know. If I see something like that happen and I know they go to the gym, I want to be seen as like, I mean, I'll talk to you, I'll talk to anybody, you know? So, um, yeah, you know, just, I'm, I always try to like reach out to somebody if they're having a bad day, or if I know they're having a bad day, or, or even if I'm having a bad day, like, who cares, let's talk about it together. Today sucks, just, just bullshit about it, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, just to, just to clear the air and like hopefully have a, a better day. I think that's, that's the thing too, it's like I could have a, you know, pretty terrible day, um, and coming here, and as hard as some of the workouts can be, um, you know, there's days where if I were to do some of these workouts in my garage, I must have a shitty day, I would probably just quit during the workout. Like, Screw this, it's making my day worse. But you come in here and it's like getting around people doing that here, it, it can turn your day around. And if you start doing bad or getting internal during a workout, I feel like there's like you guys here to where you can be like, just do this instead. It's still gonna be great, same stimulus. Just get out of your bed. Like, that's, 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 that's why I like to come here, because it's another, person that can tell me to get out of my head that may not understand like why my head's bad. You know what I mean? I think that's that's why I like to come here. I think a lot of people look for that when they come here too. Yeah. So and then you guys I feel like understand that. Which is uh, I think one reason why I like actually hate having to talk and talk about this being like my last day because mm -hmm. you know, I'll lose that now. So. Yeah. Um, but you know not but I think that's what drew me here to so kind of circle back to that question. Yeah. Or, I, would, I should say, kept me here and made me love it every single one more that I've been here. Mm -hmm. That's a compliment because you've been a person made gym, so I'm really glad that you yes. landed here. Yeah, yeah, I've not been in one so solid since California. Like when I was at, I think that last one, I, I would 
say, and my wife might say the same thing. Like we have, uh, you know, we go across the Belmont down in Charlotte, which is, they're great too. Mm-hmm. Super yeah. awesome community. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's just something about, I think it was just that first one we went through that really mm-hmm. drew us in. Um, and it's been hard to maintain that because every place you go, the people are different. Right. Personalities are different. Right. So. But I think the more gyms that have been created under that CrossFit brand, mm-hmm. while they're trying to do the right thing, like, why did they do it in the first place? Mm-hmm. Like, did they go to the, the one weekend, fell in love with the idea of CrossFit, maybe they fell in love with the idea of CrossFit before they went to the level one, and they decided to open a gym without ever looking at the business perspective of it. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. Like, I love coaching. But like coaching and then running or managing coaches is two different things. Mm-hmm. Coaching and then providing continuing education for coaches is two different things. Mm-hmm. Like there's no like, you're running a business. And then it gets very hard in CrossFit because like you want to be that empathetic person. You want to be friends with the members, your coaches, everybody. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like you have to make money or you're, you're not. And I see a lot of gyms that don't make it because like they're there just to be friends with people. Mm-hmm. Or they're actually not providing a really valuable service to their members, and they're just they're just checking boxes if they're even checking boxes. Yeah. Which, it, going back to what you you know experienced in California, like they got started early on under Glassman for all his faults, did a pretty good job of establishing the brand. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that brand is all him, but establishing and then getting people to buy into the program and then really developing, you know, in that San Diego area, Southern California, like something that was really, I think, special. Mm-hmm. And we thought, like, I mean, I think we'll look back at that on that as, as you get older, experience more gyms, like, man, that was really, you know, the birthplace of something that is, is really changed fitness for, for micro gyms, for smaller gyms, for boutique fitness or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. You're not going to want to here and get what you get anymore. Any crossfit gym, no. any gym, or, like, yeah, or at 45, like, the, I am not a fan of level one. I'm very clear with anybody about that. But what you get at the level one is a lot better than what you get. Or the, the level of coach that comes out of the level one is significantly better than most than the vast majority of F45s, Orange Theories, or anything like that. And that's not that I have anything against them. Like, that's cool. Like, a lot of people don't want to learn anything technical. But the moment you expose somebody to something technical, it's like, oh man, I can do that? Mm-hmm. Like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, and that's where I think it's going to be. And that's where I think we're, we're trying to separate ourselves. Like we're not trying to cater to elite athletes, or we're not to, you know, trying to cater to you know, just general practitioners or general physical preparedness. Like we want to do it all for anybody who wants to come in the door and get better at what they want to get better at. We want to give them that opportunity. Because that's, again, like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be seen as the head coach that, oh, well, that person's a great athlete, but I don't want great athletes here. Or that person's just, oh, they just want to work out, you know, feel better about their day. That he doesn't want them to Everybody here can find common ground. That's what we started this for in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, if you started this to, like, just to, like, make the games or to get, you know, whatever your concept was, like, let's find out why you really came here. Mm-hmm. Like, find out why. And not just, not just, oh, you want to get a pull Oh, I want to make regionals. Um, because I had to do a lot of reflecting on that in my first four years of doing CrossFit when I got in 2011. Yeah. So, it's just, it's just, it's very refreshing to hear. Again, not only from the military background that we share, but like, I don't know how I ever competed. Like, you know, with my surgeries, like, I don't know. And I, I honestly, I'm not worried about it because it doesn't define me. Mm-hmm. But I still, love, I love being in a competitive atmosphere. 
Yeah. Like I love like doing the forty minute email, my last workout before surgery. Surgery. Like doing that with a room full of people, or not a room full, but the people that I care about, they're gonna push me. Mm -hmm. That that for me, man. I could I could like. All right, that's the last competitive competitive workout I ever did. I'm, I'm good. Mm -hmm. Like it's that's. How do you feel like your goals have changed, or what are your fitness? Oh man, I think that's reason number whatever uh, that I like being here because I've been able to set and set and hit or exceed goals, um, and just continuously like make and remake them, like which is awesome. So I think that's like I think I wrote down there on the board. I can roll up the goals I wrote down, but I already beat them. Mm, we're like awesome. halfway into the year, yeah. so I was like, I have to figure out some new goals now. Yeah. Um, but no, just uh, I think that kind that came from really the um, the programming we had because I was doing you know stuff that didn't program with the set extra mm -hmm. for me to do inside, and then on top of that, like then we started doing the hard work based off programming, which I think it really like excelled some of my some of my stuff, especially the soft bikes. Yeah, that's it. You um, have the machines. The uh, but no, all my all my uh, lifts have, have went up pretty significantly since mm -hmm. since I started here. Mm -hmm. um, literally like in a year. And so it's hard to think of it now because it seems longer. But in a year of PRs and things, just go by going here. Mm -hmm. um, so I think like, it, like I said, I think it also depends on where you're at. Um, this place has kept my my like mental stability when it comes to being able to. Continuously attack goals even if you fail a whole bunch, mm -hmm. um, and then also like set. It's also setting up on like good pathway in order to achieve the goals. So yeah. Identifying weaknesses, looking where like hey you can work this more. But Ben telling me constantly like it seems meticulous, but keep working this like, yeah. every day. Yeah. And I promise it'll be better. And then sure enough, like yeah. PR comes like the next week or whatever. Yeah. So um. Yeah, I think that uh, in terms of like the. Goal setting in this place has been pretty down, uh, like top notch for me, which like, sucks because I'm like, I'm hoping I don't need that. Mm -hmm. But I guess somewhere else, mm -hmm. um, the program is different. Like, I feel like um, you, if there's some gyms out there where it stays very, very basic, uh, and then you, you know, the, the, the time schedules are really strict, but like, yeah. you also have time to work on extra stuff. Right, right, yeah. Um, whereas here, it's almost like I have the freedom to kind of. You know, move to the left and the right, a right bit, yeah. figure out what I need to work on that day, right. do the class workout, but then also have offer times. So right, you can do some other gym time. Stuff, stuff, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's um I think that's also what's helping you. Yeah. Uh, PR. Because there's enough uh, there's enough meat I think I guess is what we're looking for. Like there's enough meat to the programming mm -hmm. the programming makes sense. Yeah. Whereas there's other places where they just throw a random water here. Right, right. Where there's not like a progression. Yeah, it's not, yeah. yeah. There's not like a, I guess like uh, to be able to hit higher percentages, mm -hmm. you need to be able to do things to get to those percentages. Right, right. Whereas like other gyms, they just throw out percentages and say, do this. Well, it's like, if I never test my max, then how will I know percentage? Right, exactly. So, so yeah, I, I, I just think this, this place does that extremely well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, the year has been tremendous growth for me as an athlete, yeah. for sure. And how do you balance, or how have you balanced working out, being a dad to, commuting, traveling? Um, so, 
to get, like since I lived in Charlotte, I've worked here for years. So just to give us insight in my day, I get up every morning around five-ish. I'm up, make breakfast. I head up to uh, Winston-Salem. I'm usually in my office by around between seven thirty and eight, depending on the day. But typically seven thirty and o'clock. Um, work all day. Um, I'm in here to be working out. I was doing noon for a while, and I would do it four thirty because it's better for work. Um, and then I would go home, and I'm home every night by like you know eight o'clock at night. Enough time to maybe maybe see my kids if they're not asleep by then. Um, and then I would be basically in the bed after I eat a little something, and then up to do it all over again. Um, but yeah, you know, managing working out. Uh, so uh, fortunate, fortunately for me, my wife gets it. Like sometimes it annoys her because there's there was days where I was like doing the workouts here. I'd get home kind of early, and she'd be like, "Yes," and I'm like, "No, no, I'm gonna go to the gym. I'm gonna go to the garage and lift now." I'd either do like barbell stuff or like and work out. So that would make her mad, but um, I think I, I think I manage it pretty well. Yeah. Like I do. Uh, you know, I try to you know, when I get home, home or out, you know, put the kids or yeah. on the weekends. You know, I get my weekends off on those parts. So okay. It's just easier to go to work. It's very taxing. Yeah. Uh, drive, I'm used to you now. Yeah. I'm very glad I'm not doing it anymore. Do you? What okay, do you like? It's like three hours. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we're about to ask the same thing. Yeah. Um, you listen to podcasts, your music, yes. podcasts. Okay. Yeah, I listen to both music yeah, yeah, yeah. and podcasts. Sometimes with like all the driving, I can't just listen to straight music all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. um, so you, yeah. What are your podcasts of choice? Oh gosh. Um, I listen to a bunch. They kind of like change frequently. I'm not, I'm not judging that at all. Yeah, so right now, and I'm picking and choosing the episodes too. Like sometimes there's podcasts where I'm like, most episodes suck if they get something good. Mm -hmm. But I listen to everything from um, mostly like music stuff and okay. military stuff. So I listen to Hazard Ground, which is, uh, they interview a lot of like combat veterans from mm -hmm. all the way back to Vietnam, all the way into today's oh. current. Um, I also listen to. What is it called? Hazard, Hazard Ground. Okay. And then former action guys, that's another one. Most of the guys that got out. Like, uh, I like those. Um, then I listen to uh, Defiance, which is like a news, it's like an unbiased, okay, like yeah. covering news. Not, not news. Yeah, they cover like, just the news. Yeah, they cover different things, but it's, it's an unbiased approach. So, um, which is kind of how I, I like to look at things. And then, other concerns like metal music podcasts. Uh, funny one, I listen to Chris Delia's podcast. Congratulations, that was funny. Mm -hmm. um, Corporate Santa's podcast, the, the mm -hmm. Trading Game. Hey guys, I listen to that one sometimes. Oh, yeah, it's sometimes it's a little hokey and they just goof off the whole time, but um, sometimes I like to listen to it when they pull someone in, like coaches and people that talk about like methodology of things. Mm -hmm. I like to listen to stuff like that just yeah. to give it a different perspective on like, yeah. Yeah. something I may not know. There's one more. I used to listen to uh, Ben Denver. Chase uh, Exodus. Yeah, I used to listen to that. My voice gets on my nerves now. He's very, uh, like, there's a couple episodes of his I really liked, but there's some episodes where he just comes off extremely arrogant, where I would be like, all right, I'm going to listen to this anymore. I was the same thing with, uh, I used to listen to the Jocko podcast, but he got a little, like, <laughs> intense for me in some of his episodes. Um, and then I just got bored. Like, when you do that three hours a day, it's, yeah. I'm like, all right, all right, I can't do that. Yeah, John was probably the first podcast I ever listened to. Yeah, I listen to Rogan too. Rogan, Rogan's mostly what I listen to. I think. I don't, I don't. 
majority with. Do you kind of pick and choose based on who you're talking to, or are you just kind of like sometimes to all Rogan? Sometimes uh, Rogan, uh, I think reason I'm stuck with it is I used to just pick up the people I would recognize or like and then then I started listening to everybody so we talked like scientists from like different things that were like subjects I knew nothing about especially in the health realm I used to I like to listen to yeah, no, I, I was listening those, to those those are usually, now those are me. so I can already tell like man I'm getting older when I care about like as a kid I don't even care about that stuff at all but, um, but yeah I liked his um, yeah like I said Jocko I think he just, uh, I just stopped. Like, I don't know, I couldn't do it his voice or something, I just couldn't do it anymore. Jocker's a very intense person. Yes. And uh, I just listened to uh, Andy Stump and Danny Gallagher talking. It was yeah. interesting. They didn't actually go out and say it, but uh, he said some undertones. Um, yeah, just some undertones about certain people in their community. Mm -hmm. Or their community. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's just interesting, you know, we've talked about David Dawkins, and we don't have to go into that, because I don't want to upset people. Yeah. But, like, it's just interesting when you're like, no, just keep beating your head into the wall. Just keep doing that. Yeah. I'm just like, well, it's just like the, you know, we don't, I don't want to delve into my experiences in Ranger School right now, but, like. I told you how I felt about that, though. Yeah, no, I know, that's, that's what I'm saying, like, like, but, like, it, it, it's like, no. Like, I'd be broken in half right now. Yeah, but that's, <laughs> again, that's the, I mean, yeah, it's, it's. Or like, you know, uh, have a tremendous amount of respect for Marcus Luttrell, the team never quit. Like, well, like, some things you need to quit. Yeah. Like, some things, like, you just have to quit and move on. Like, but is that really quitting? Like, is that the defining quitting? Like, it's, yeah. just, it's just interesting that uh, the concept, well, I would never quit anything. I would die before I quit. It's like, well, like, to a certain degree, I, I get what you're saying, I understand that, but like, I don't think you can have that, that approach to the vast majority of life and actually be happy. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's a way you look at it. Like for some of those things, I always have to look at it and be like, what are they trying to say by team member? What it could mean? Yeah. You know, maybe if it's something that you really truly want, because it, or maybe reevaluate re re your goals, and it's like, well, you're not quitting. You're just basically evolving your goal. Pivoting. So, yeah. But um, yeah, some of that stuff, you know, I just can't. Like, I was like, man, I'm a dad uh, and a husband. More than being a marine, like a hard marine or whatever. So uh, the whole like just beat your head against the wall until you get through it. Well, no, I can. I understand having mental grit and being able to push through because you can push through literally the majority of things that you think are too hard for you because your mind gives up before your body really does. But man, there's some things that God has done where it's like people have physically told him, like when he was doing that mountain race and he, I forget what it's called. The elevation almost killed him. Like, was it the Moab? Yeah, got in his lungs. Was it the Moab? I don't know if it was Moab. It was um, God, it? Uh, Utah or somewhere. Anyway, elevation sickness. But anyway, eventually it, it sort of messed his lungs up. Like one of his lungs was collapsing or something like that. And they were like, he went to the hospital during the race and then went back out to get a run. Just because he could. Was it? They were telling him to stop. Prove himself and he could do it. Yeah, if I'm in a race and my lungs collapse. Like when my lungs were partially collapsing, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna stop. And I mean, his story is amazing. Like what that dude has lived through. Yeah. Like you know. It is. But like, but there's somewhere. It, uh, I don't know. Like, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe my views are wrong. Yeah. Like, you know, why will never be game that here? Well, it's like I'm, I'm. I mean, I struggle every day, but I'm I'm happy in my life. Mm -hmm. Like you know. Talking, I mean, I don't know. I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of happy. 
Yeah. Like, I mean, like, not, not that I'm pursuing happiness, like, what's the Greek, what's the, what's the Greek, Greek or philosophy used to pursue happiness? Like, just pleasures in life. It's like, yeah. I'm not just pursuing pleasure. Like, I enjoy making myself suffer to a certain degree to my opinion and still suffer like you're okay. Mm-hmm. But like to suffer to the point of like, oh like, oh what's my knee, like, oh my knee hurts. Like I know I messed up, but it's it'll be okay. It's just carnage. Like I did that for a while. It's like, okay man, what are you, what are you doing? Who are you proving this to? Yeah. Like what like what yeah, like I, I see some of that stuff is that can be like a uh, well, I guess it could say mental illness. I mean, it's a, I, no, I think, yeah, I think you're absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some people that do things just over and over and over, where it's like they inherit the need to stop. Um, it's the same as you know people that are addicts or people that yeah. have like uh, any kind of like mental. Well, I, I would. Um, obviously, this is a mental issue. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, think it's gonna, like, I think it does mm-hmm. go back to like I have a super addictive personality. Like I've never had any illegal drugs, and I think the moment I did, I think I'd be in trouble. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I'd be in. I think I'd be you know. Probably a very bad place. Yeah. Because I have an addictive personality. I want to. I don't. I don't balance much in my life. I try to. I fight daily. But it's like I'm all in or I'm all out. Um, but that's that's my personality. And I think that I think that can go back to you know infantry in the army. You know, kind of where we grew. Or you grew up in Marine Corps. But it's like, but that that addictive personality. Like I'll I want to compete. I'm gonna be the best. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna fight. I'm gonna grind. I'm gonna much suffering I go through. Like. Yeah. And I think it's, I don't think that's overall, I don't think that's healthy for the vast majority of people for longevity. No, and I, and I deal with the same thing, because once I get addicted to doing something, like when I'm coming to get like goal setting, mm-hmm. especially with working out for me now, it's like, if I, if I miss it, like I miss a day or something happens, like I will literally bend over backwards to make sure I've worked out, like a, and sometimes it can be to my detriment, where mm-hmm. it's like, some people, you know, people tell me like it's okay to miss a day. Like, mm-hmm. You're not gonna lose your fitness, and it's like, but in my head, it like really messes with yeah. me because I'm very routine, yeah. and I'm very like, maybe not routine with the workouts I do, but like very routine with like mm-hmm. I've got to do something today. Mm-hmm. I have to move. I have to hit this workout, or it'll drive me nuts. Mm-hmm. Or to like mess with my mood. Like mm-hmm. I'll be in a terrible mood. But I'm like, if I know I'm gonna miss my workout that day, yeah. day already shot. <laughs> like, that's yeah, kind of yeah, how it is sometimes. Yeah. I get really terrible yeah. about it. Um, I don't like being I don't like being thrown off my routine now. Yeah, where, where and I think part of that too yeah. is coming from my job. My job um, is is not a very routine job, but it's gotten to the point where I can make it very routine, and I've been used to doing that for mm-hmm. a long time now. But uh, yeah, sometimes it's like that that affects me. Mm-hmm. It's like you know wanting to grow um, in in this like look like. Fitness realm, I guess. Mm-hmm. Wanting to grow more uh, in terms of like lifts and you know get you know lift more and do more. And I'm like, well, if I miss, like keep missing or whatever, um, and I'm not gonna grow like how I want. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, I also have to take that back. That well, okay, well, you're also a dad uh, and you're also a husband, so you're, you know, and you also have to work. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, I have to. Which I think I've done pretty well. I try not to like let it affect me too much, but there for a while I was pretty upset, like very obsessive with like yeah. my routine. Yeah. Uh, where it would, like it would affect my mood, and then I would, and that's when I would start to think like, well, okay, now it's becoming like not as healthy anymore for me because now it's affecting my mental health versus my physical health. 
when shooting when mental health can yeah. then inadvertently yeah. affect your physical health because you don't do very well at workouts right. or if you're like, oh, we have an hour, you know. Right. Yeah, you know. It should be like an outlet for like just yeah. positive mental health yes. outlet. Yeah. 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 How did you do when you hurt yourself in terms of? Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, Maybe yeah. explain what happened. Yeah. So that was a rough time. Um, so I had some, you know, sports injuries before in my life. But last last year, um, it was, I think it was March of last year. I was doing uh, working up to a three rep max overhead squat, and I hadn't worked all the way up yet. I was doing um, I think at the time I think I had like two twenty five on the bar, and I was on my third overhead squat. And started to lose my balance a little bit, like out of the bottom. I think I, I think I for an instant just like let my core go for a second, and then as I was standing up, I started to lose my balance, uh, just to try and take a quick breath. And uh, as I was coming up, I had to start walking the ball, like walking forward, just to make sure I was going to stand all the way up. But I was very, very close to the rack, so I had nowhere to go. Um, and as I was almost stood up, I hit the rack with the barbell overhead still, and the barbell started to like. You know, bounced off the rack and I started coming backwards with the barbell was going down forwards. I should have just let go of it and bailed. It would have been fine. The barbell was just dropped. Um, but I didn't. I tried to ride it down to the J hook so it would just rest a little bit. Oh, I was trying to make, oh, man. I was trying to make it where I was going to bounce everywhere. You know? yeah, yeah, I, was yeah. like, I was like, I could probably just slam it down and be okay. In my head, I thought I had my hands free and I was doing it flat handed. Um, in reality, I still had a hook grip. Um, and I let this hand go. I think I had let this one fully go, but as the bar was coming down, my thumb was under it between the J hook and the bar, with 225 on it, slamming it down. And I did that, and it took my thumb and just bent it sideways, like um, completely crushed the, the the bone. So I took, jerked my hand out, and it bounced. Fortunately, it didn't cut my thumb off, uh, but it bounced, and I looked, and the middle of my thumb was almost completely flat. Uh, it was gnarly looking. Like it just looked like a massive, like like a skateboard, like half pipe. Like on, it looked like a chunk was gone in my finger. But looking at it, and I was like, ah, oh, that does not look good. And it was like going this way. Mm-hmm. Um, the coach was like, oh my god, like just freaking. Like, are you gonna be okay? And I was like, well, I don't feel it right now because there's there's so much adrenaline going. Like I couldn't feel anything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I think I'm gonna be okay. You know, start bleeding everywhere. I was like, I think I'm gonna go to the hospital though and get it checked out. And they're like, uh, yeah, fuck it, yeah. So I uh, went to the hospital. They uh, did an X-ray. They obviously they wrapped it up because um, by the time I got there, it had swollen a lot, so it, uh, it changed you know, shape, color, all that good stuff. Um, put me in a soft cast, and then uh, I went back to work. Uh, they got the readings back and said that. Like the bone had splintered, so I basically had shattered half of the bone. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other half was intact, the top part, but the whole bottom part was splintered all the way out through my bone. Mm-hmm. Um, almost like we could take like wet, a wet toothpick or wood mm-hmm. and just like fray it. Mm-hmm. It just looked like all fray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, which was actually the best case scenario because it didn't have damaged the joint. If it had damaged the joint, I would have had to have like hardware within the bone itself, mm-hmm. or I could have had like no more. Um, no more mobility in my thumb. Uh, and then obviously absolutely worst can to take scenario was the doctor had said, well, you could have chopped it off. Uh, she was actually surprised that it didn't at least like have it hanging off. Uh, but I think it was the way I hit it. But anyway, so um, 
think two weeks later, I had to go get pins put in my thumb to, to ensure that it was going to grow back straight. Mm -hmm. um, so I had two pins inserted in my thumb. Uh, had them removed about a month and a half or so later. It was in a hard cast with that. Um, I actually worked out in a hard cast. I was not supposed to. Uh, the pins retracted into my skin. I had to go and they had to retake them out. Like they had to like get in there and kind of reach them out. So I just felt like uncomfortable. They they freaked out on me. They were like, "You're." Uh, yeah. This is how obsessive I was with working out. I was like, "Why oh, can't I do anything? I'm just going in a like a half cast." Mm -hmm. So uh, I was so obsessive with it. I was like, "Well, then I'm going to do you know box step ups, box jumps. I'm going to run. I'm going to do something." Mm -hmm. And um, what that had done was as the as I was moving, it was causing the pins just to keep going into my, oh, gosh. Uh, even if I wasn't doing anything in my arm, yeah. like the shock from your body yeah. released yeah. the pins. So. I don't remember that. I got yelled at, I got yelled at from the doctor. She really actually laid into me pretty good. Yeah. And um, she's like, well, if you want to like never be able to use your hand properly again, or like do a hook grip, or I think she did CrossFit too, the, the oh, doctor I was seeing at the time mm -hmm. at the orthopedic, orthopedic place. But uh, she's like, well, you're never going to I tell you that if you don't stop being stupid and just take like five weeks, six weeks off. She's like, you can literally go walk, but she's like, you're not going to lose your fitness in six weeks. And I think from that point on, I started to like, that was where I made that mental, you know, um, I guess switch to where I was like, you know, maybe it's not that big. Mm -hmm. What's what we're going to lose in six weeks that I couldn't probably come back from like a two weeks span after being a little career. Mm -hmm. So I had to deal with that for six weeks. So it was kind of hard to do, just getting used to not being able to really physically do anything. Um, but pins, pins came out, um, and then from June on, and then I started here about a month or so after I was pretty much cleared. Um, so yeah, I feel like I started fresh here, which was yeah. cool. So I started pretty much fresh here, um, and literally within a year, I've just been- uh, Yeah, more fit than I've been, like especially with like the grip strength, like everything's good now, so it's cool. You can always come back stronger. Yes. You can always come back stronger. Yeah. Like I said, like I think it was like I think back in March I was like, man, I'm like a hell of a lot stronger than I was pre thumbering. Yeah. So and that was just the you know, a year after. Mm -hmm. Actually I think I PR my snatch like three or four months after getting cleared from my thumb. Yeah. Wow. I think it was when I hit that one ninety five. Well, and hopefully you'll be coming back annually for the Jesse Watt. Yes, I will. As long as I'm here in town, um, I'll definitely be, be here for that. Yeah. That was a cool opportunity. Yes. That was a great opportunity. Yep. I agree. Sport. Yeah, it's you know, one of the things that kind of hits home. Yeah, that was a that was a good event. That was a definitely a highlight, I would say, of mine in the past few years. Yeah, uh, mm -hmm. definitely top two or three mm -hmm. for me in general. Oh yeah, that thing's to do. That was a good, that was a good time. I'm hoping next year be a lot bigger. Now that uh, you know, like another thing that's right. out there. Um, and there's a lot of people that participated over different different yeah. places, yeah. even places. states. Yeah. There are people in other states, that yeah. mm -hmm. uh, which I thought was cool. And you don't always get to like see that stuff, but you know, we have people like Alabama doing it, or like other places yeah. I've been that are doing yeah. it, um, which was awesome. Like I've gotten a lot of uh, other pictures and stuff from people I knew that were doing it in their gyms, like they had pictures of them yeah. doing the workout, or even if they, you know, modify it just a little bit. It's a pretty, pretty brutal yeah. 
pretty brutal workout. Um, but uh, I look forward to seeing like how it comes out next year. Any questions? Yeah, all says you. Yeah. Move on to the next chapter of your life. Um. Well, I will say, I'm. Have not been looking for. I've been looking forward to this week, but not looking forward to this week. So at the same time, it's like a. It's like a very like, bittersweet. Yeah. Like I'm so ready to not be making that drive anymore. Like doing a different job, like. You know, you do a job, like, I'm very, and I feel like the military's what got me really on, like, the, I cannot be in one place for very long. Um, some people, like, to yeah. be ready to homestead, but for me, it's like, okay, I'll, I'll do a job for two years, and I'm ready to kind of, like, mm -hmm. look at what else is out there, yeah. do something different. Um, which, I'm, I'm ready for the change of pace, um, but I'm also, like, I found, like, I was like, I finally found a gym, like, like a home that I love, that I don't want to leave, which sucks. Um, but fortunately, I will be able to, come, you know, like I said, visit periodically. Yeah. Uh, it's not really enough for me, but we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But, um, but yeah, that's something that sucks. Just being by last week here, per se, is for, you know, being a normal uh, member. Yeah. So, plus, made a lot of gym friends too. We really appreciated you as a member and friend. Yeah, absolutely. You'll be missed. Well, I'm not going anywhere. Social media, it's easy to find people. And most, a lot of people in the gym don't remember, so. Yeah. The world's a lot smaller than it used to be, too. Yes. The world's a lot smaller. Like Charlotte ain't that far away. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not, so. No. Yeah. Well, that's just, this has been very reflective for me. I wasn't expecting the time to lie. It's just very reflective. Yeah. Internally. The year you being here, we're coming up on getting close to a year that I signed to be co-owner. Yep. It's just, it's just all, you know, like COVID, knee surgeries. Yeah. It's just, it's just a reflect on my time in the military, what that means, how that shaped me. Very grateful for people like you, you know, to support us and to see our vision, you know, that our values and uh, mm -hmm. that means a lot. Appreciate everything you guys have done for me, especially, uh, you know, you bring up COVID too, and a lot of people go out of shape with COVID, or make excuses why they could do, you know, something, and I was like, I feel like I only got fitter in COVID, but I think that came from the programming and the stuff that was being put out there for the members here to do, even if you did it at home. Um, yeah. I felt like it was very, uh, to me at least, it was, it was uh, not all negative. Opportunity and chaos. Yeah. My favorite thing to say, opportunity and chaos. Yeah. So I, I uh, definitely appreciated that. Like I said, I never felt like an odd gym experience, even through you know, that, that kind of time. So. Today was the first day that I wasn't putting people in squares. That did feel weird. Like with the hybrid class, like that was weird. That was different. I'm not sure how I'm rolling with that. But we'll find we'll find a happy medium with that. But yeah. Like, I want people to feel comfortable and safe working out. Well, it was a packed day. It was, it was packed. It was packed. I mean, we had we had some overflow. Um, not overflow. Yeah, it was. I don't know. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have to Google me and we'll definitely keep an eye on that. And again, we want to provide the best experience to our members. Mm -hmm. um, and I do think the full, the more the class is full, the more you got you got to balance when having a full class and want to coach the people. But when it's a small class, it's just not enough energy. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, I mean, 
maybe if you're doing a super competitive workout like one time, mm -hmm. but the more people that are there, the more the more energy is in the room. That's yeah. that, 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 I don't think you could provide studies for that. Staying in each other, it could be in left field here, yeah. but I think the more people in the room that are working out, that are engaged, where the there's a toxic toxic atmosphere, atmosphere like the energy just kind of explodes. Yeah, I still have this. We a great workout for that. Yeah. I like how more people around me suffering too. So I don't feel so. I feel so bad for myself when I'm like, this yeah. Why do I keep tripping? And then, like, oh, that was that. I was like, I saw some more people tripping. I was like, oh, well, that's okay. It's yeah. Everyone trips. Yeah. Everybody trips. Well, thank you. Thank you for your time. Time is my love language. Well, I appreciate it. So I appreciate you guys having me on. So. I'm definitely gonna miss this one, so. We're gonna miss you. So, yeah. But we got tomorrow. Yes, I will be here. Noon, yeah. tomorrow. That's good. Yeah, maybe I'll take the. Oh, yeah, I think I ain't taking it. I got some more people there.